welcome to the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about 100 episodes. So I've somehow managed to let it slip my notice that we're at over 100 episodes here on the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. In fact, this episode that you're listening to right now will be the 105th episode of the podcast. So um, I somehow missed this when I was recording the last few podcast episodes. So I wanted to spend a few minutes just um, appreciating you guys for listening in, tuning in and listening in, because without you guys, the podcast wouldn't be possible. So thank you very much for listening in. Thank you very much for the um, the the reviews that we get in. Thank you very much for the direct feedback that you guys send me. Um, it's absolutely awesome. And it's what keeps us going here at the podcast. It's what uh, uh, enables us to put so much effort into um, getting the content, um, making sure we get out good content to you guys on, on a regular basis. So um, thanks so much for, for making that possible. So, um, so, so 100 episodes is an awesome, is an awesome achievement. And I'm super excited by it because, um, because I, I, you know, as we talk about on the podcast, I fully believe that consistency is one of the biggest aspects of success. So the fact that we've been able to get 100 episodes out, and of course, that's just as this um, branding, we, we had the podcast going for a long time before that. So there's a whole host of other um, episodes in the in the back catalogue as well. Um, so feel free to go and check those out if you're a new listener. There's plenty of content there for uh, for you to devour at your own pace. Um, so we've been able to keep consistent getting out the episodes. And, and during that time, we've been, been able to mix things up about. So we've changed the format a number of times and hopefully we've improved um, um, continuously since we've first started the podcast when we first launched the our episode and we've kind of got into uh, where we are now hopefully there's been improvements and hopefully there will be plenty more improvements to come as well so thank you very much for listening thank you very much if you're, if you're a long-term time listener if you're a listener from the very beginning thank you very much if you're a new listener equally thank you very much as well let your friends know about the podcast the more listeners we get uh, the more great content we can put out and, and the more we can uh, uh, the more uh, energy we get from you guys from your guys support so uh, it's absolutely awesome. So, uh, like I said, I just wanted to take a minute to uh, kind of uh, reflect on a hundred episodes and what that means. And I think, um, like I said, consistency is king to any success. And being being able to do sorry, I've got squeaky shoes from where I've just been out in the rain. So um, apologies for that. It's uh, tipping it down here again. I don't know about where you are, but it's absolutely tipping it down here. Um, been getting soaked the last few days out walking the dog, although I did manage to get out for a hike at the weekend for uh, to the Brecon Beacons without any rain, which is great. Um, and I'll talk about that a bit more in a little bit. But um, but yeah, so the, the consistency is king, I think, in, in any success. And I think that one of the biggest challenges, certainly initially, was getting the consistency with episodes, was finding the time to do the planning for the episodes, finding the time to... Um, record the episodes um time in the finding the time to review the episode download the content um you know and um uploading it and sending it off to the team for editing etc so there was a whole host of things that we needed to get used to uh when when i first started doing the podcast and i think we've uh, we've mastered the majority of those things. That's not to say there aren't slight hiccups every now and again, like the scheduling problem we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, things do happen and um, occasionally things get away from us. 
but nine times out of ten, where we we get it, we get those things done, and, and we get them there. So the first thing was the consistency, putting putting in the time for creating the content, recording the content, etc. So that was really key um, to the success of the podcast. The, the, th- the thing before before even starting um, getting the, the um, kind of content ready um, was obviously getting the kit ready. So a lot of people, um, and, and certainly myself now, take it for granted. I've got all the kit set up. I've got like a little mini recording studio. Recording studio is a posh, pop, very posh term for what we've got. We've got um, a, a soundboard and some microphones and the recorder set up on a, at a desk in the corner of one of my offices. So, um, you know, it's very posh for what it is, uh, but we've got a little menu, that mini recording studio set up and I kind of sit down at that once a week to record the episodes and I spend, you know, an hour or so uh, knocking out the episodes and then uploading it, et cetera. So, or, you know, slightly longer if it needs it. So, so originally it was getting the kit together and making sure that we had the right kit for the job. And um, we didn't have that initially. It's taken me a little bit of time to make sure we get the right kit together. But once we got the kit, um in set up in the right way got all the settings on the soundboard it's not my skill set doing the sound stuff um so it took me a little while to master that and i kind of just leave it alone now i've taken a picture of it just in case uh, we ever have to move it for any for any reason so for example i'm heading off to france um uh, soon for a few weeks to spend with my parents i'll be taking the, the recording gear with me um so i'll be taking my pictures with me of the recording kit so i can set it up exactly the same um once i'm in france so um, so hopefully we should have no problems. But yeah, it took a while to get the kit together, get it to get put together in the right way and get the sounds that you hear um, today. So, um, you know, so first of all, before kind of the consistency and the schedule and the time for the content, it was kind of setting ourselves up for success by uh, making sure we had the right thing available to us. I think, you know, and again, I've talked about this on the podcast, not for a little while, but we certainly talked about this before, was kind of, losing by default by not turning up with the right equipment you know so the equivalent of going to class and forgetting a notebook or forgetting a pen so you can't make notes in a class you know you're kind of losing by default you're not nobody's beating you you're beating yourself at that point um uh, there's a sports term for that which i can't remember um but it will come back to me uh but you know you're kind of defeating your points uh defeating yourself at that point so we want to avoid that in any area of our life where we can you know if we're being beat we want to be beat by other people who are just better than us. We don't want to be defeating ourselves before we've even got started. So the first step was making sure we set ourselves up for success, making sure we've got the right equipment, making sure I've got the right space for it. You know, originally I was doing the podcast um, in a different room and it was next to my fish tank and you could often hear the, the, the sound of the water um, from the fish tank in the background, which whilst not really a problem, it was just detracting from the from the recording and making the sound quality a bit worse and making the editing team's job a little bit more difficult um, to filter out the noises, et cetera. So um, we relocated and, and kind of made sure we set ourselves up for success from that. And, and then on top of that, so, so in terms of uh, getting, getting this done, you've got setting ourselves up for success, making sure we've got the right kit, we've got the consistency being king, making sure that we're consistent and we're scheduling the time to, to do what we need to do. And then we've got the kind of reacting to the feedback and implementing improvements, that continuous surface improvement cycle that we talk about, that continuous improvement cycle. I think that's super important, reacting to feedback, you know, so uh, we've got the feedback that you could hear the fish tank in the recordings. Um, so we changed the room, we changed the location of where we record podcasts to, to hopefully improve the experience. So it's reacting to that feedback and we still do that. So we changed the format, you know, we changed it two times a week uh, uh, for a little while and that was really good. Um, and then we responded to some more feedback and we've changed back to 
once a week, but it's a slightly different format to the episode. So reacting to that feedback is super important as well. So those are some of the key things that we've implemented, you know, um, to make make this um, podcast last as long as it has, which is which is super cool. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight and a little bit of um, of a flavour of how we've gone about doing what we've done. Um, you know, um, so so hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight. So the rest of the episode, I'm just going to talk about some uh, personal things about how life's going, some. Uh, other things and answer some frequently asked questions. It's not going to be targeted at anything specific. So if you're just after our kind of self-improvement content, feel free to switch off now. I won't be offended and tuned back in next week uh, But uh, for our regular content. But for the rest of the episode, we're just going to talk about a few different things. So um, people often ask me, um, so I'm just going to take a few frequently asked questions that I get through my coaching sessions or um, that people ask me um, when we're talking face to face. So people often ask me that they say, you know, you talk about some of the things you enjoy doing and that you kind of pepper your day with the stuff that you enjoy doing. And, you know, uh, for me, you know, that's a number of things. That's, you know, uh, you know, learning the piano. So I try and make sure that I learn, you know, sit down at the piano a couple of times each day, five minutes at a time, if not more than that, um, to get that piano practicing. So I really enjoy that. I talk about learning French, so I use the Duolingo app mainly um, to learn my French. I do a little bit of that every day. I meditate every day. I try and do some kind of form of exercise every single day. Now, these are all things I do every day because I enjoy doing them. But they are also, at times, a lot of work. So people ask me, how do you do that? Because surely you can't enjoy those things all the time, and they are quite correct. Sometimes you're having a bad day. Sometimes um, the day's feeling like it's going on and on. I still do those things. Uh, but then I need to change what I do slightly to make sure I do the things that I enjoy doing. Because if you don't do that, then you, you know quickly to become uh, to become where you're not um, living that life that you love because you're you're having long days doing things that you don't particularly enjoy. Um, and without that fun stuff to break up the day, it can be quite monotonous getting into that uh, routine of doing the same stuff time and time again and and kind of losing the enjoyment from it. Um, so what do I do when that happens or how do I go about uh, not achieving and not getting to that point? Um, so the answer is a couple of things. So music is my my all-time fallback in terms of if I'm having a bad day, I, I pick some music that's appealing to me at the time. So that might be some, uh, some kind of heavy rap music because I love my heavy raps. So that can be quite good when I'm in a bad mood or feeling like it's been a long day. If uh, to, to chill me out a bit, if I'm feeling frustrated, you know, I might put something uh, a little bit more easy on, uh, a bit of easy easy listening stuff, some maybe blues or jazz. So I, I love listening to piano stuff as well. Um, so I have a couple of playlists that I go to. I also have a couple of chill out music playlists, you know, with film soundtracks and stuff on there um, that will also chill me out. So um, I don't always listen to the same stuff. I'll listen to different stuff depending on my mood that's uh, reflective. So I may sit down just for five minutes with a set of headphones on uh, and chill and listen as a break for five minutes just to chill myself out from a particularly stressful day. Equally, I might put the speakerphone on on my phone and have some music on while I'm singing and I'll sing along to something as I'm doing something else um, just to break that up as well. Um, I'm not a great singer, so I wouldn't sing in front of other people, uh, but I certainly sing when I'm by myself um, and I enjoy that and that can break things up as well. You know, I occasionally talk about um, films or TV series that I watch as well on the podcast. I usually take mes- messages, messages from stuff and add the um, kind of personal development stuff in there. I find that hard to do 
um, not to do uh, with anything that I'm watching, you know. So um, usually whenever I watch something, I take out some messages from it, whether that's just for myself or whether I talk about it here on the podcast or in a, in a coaching session or whatever. Um, so I find it particularly difficult, not that it particularly bothers me, um, you know, doing that analysis afterwards. I kind of got into the routine of doing that and, and actually I enjoy that as well. So I do switch off and watch stuff from time to time um, as well. Um, I've just finished watching the series Mandalorian, which is part of the Star Wars franchise. That's available on Disney Plus if you have that. Um, that was phenomenal. Um, I, I got Disney Plus as part of my uh, new phone contract um, for free, I think, for six months or whatever it was. Um, so I thought I'll have a watch of the Star Wars franchise from start to finish because I hadn't seen the new, the new Star Wars films, not for any particular reason. I just haven't got around to watching them. Um, so I thought take, I'd take the opportunity to watch those. And uh, they were actually better than I thought they were going to be. I wasn't expecting too much from them. Um, they were a good watch. All of, all of the new ones quite enjoyed those. But the Mandalorian the series was was phenomenal. So I won't um, spoil it or you know give away it too much if you've not seen it. Um, but I thoroughly recommend it. Um, there's a couple of seasons available now, and I think they're doing another one. Um, so, so it was awesome. And, you know, uh, to, to go on to the next question, what did I take from that? Um, the Mandalorian was was brilliant because you know his creed or his um, family legacy, if you like, was built around um, you know his um, single mindedness in terms of achieving his task or his mission. Um, I forget the phrase they used in there. I'm sure it was a mission. Um, so you know he he was tasked with achieving an outcome, and he kind of went about it achieving that target at all costs and. And kind of um, not worrying about anything else, and just purely focusing on achieving that target. And I think you know, I think that's a brilliant thing that we can all take away from something. So to do anything with excellence, to achieve greatness, we sometimes have to have that single-mindedness and not worry about some of the little things around us. Um, so I thought that was a brilliant takeaway from that. So, I, but I certainly recommend it as a film if you if you're into the Star Wars stuff. Um, certainly give it a go, even if you're not into the Star Wars stuff. It's certainly a standalone. Thing it introduces a whole host of new characters. None of the characters, or majority of the characters, hadn't been in the, the main franchise, so they were mainly new characters. There were a few cameos from um, some from from the films, but um, they they weren't major parts. So um, it would make sense if you watched it by itself. So that's that's really cool. I watched. Um, I've started watching when I'm in the gym because um, um, I find uh, you know this goes back to I enjoy working out and enjoy doing things, but gym. I find a little bit boring, so going running on a treadmill, rowing, whatever it is, I, I can find that. I can my mind wanders, and I start thinking, "Well, how long have I been in here?" And I start clock watching because my mind's on other things, and I need to distract myself. And I'm doing that. So even when I'm running at the gym, if I'm rowing, uh, whatever I'm doing, I, I usually take my phone with me and the headphones, and I watch something whilst I'm um, whilst I'm working out which is, which is um, really cool so that kind of keeps my mind off the task and it doesn't feel like I've been working out for so long and also I enjoy what I've, I'm doing so recently I started re-watching um, The Big Bang Theory because um, that's a comedy that, that's, I find that quite funny really liked it the first time around so I thought I'd watch it from the beginning again so I started watching that uh, the last few weeks while I've been at the gym because um, you know that's kind of uh, easy watching I don't have to be absolutely focus on it because um, you know I'm not going to miss anything if I do get distracted in the gym or my mind does wander I've seen it before but it is easy watching anyway so that's quite cool um, like I say it's quite funny I find that quite entertaining so watching that is really cool what did I take away from that I've got to do the what do, do I take away from the big bang theory is you know um, that they're, they're, they're a very diverse crowd on the 
on Big Bang Theory in terms of their kind of abilities, their skill sets, their personalities, you know, and, um, you know, they, they operate better as a team. You know, they're very funny all together and they they, they mesh really well together. And, and uh, it shows that if you've got different people working together, that that's a phenomenal experience. You know, it works for them in a comedy way. Um, but it also kind of reminds you that you need other people to help you along on the on the journey. You know, they, they characters support each other through the various trials and tribulations of life that they have, which is really cool. And I think we just need to remind ourselves sometimes that we need to do that as we go through life as well. We need to support each other and help each other um, and equally not force each other to kind of um, uh, mould ourselves in one particular way that we all need to um, take advantage of our differences and utilise those um, as best we can. So um, that's really cool as well. So check out that if you've not seen that before, or even if you have, go and check it out again because uh, it's extremely funny. Um, so watch that. Um, so those are a couple of series I've been watching films. Um, I do, uh, you know, I mentioned I watched the Star Wars films. I won't go into those because we've talked about some of the Mandalorian from a Star Wars front. I did. Um, I recently watched the Three Hundred films. Um, I don't think I'd seen the new one. I think I'd certainly seen the first one before, but I watched the second one as well. Um, and again, phenomenal set of films. And again, you know, they they kind of, you know, if you've not seen the Three Hundred films, it's about um, three hundred Spartan warriors going up against um, the Persian army. Um, which has millions of uh, people in it. I'm not sure what the exact numbers were, but it was 300 uh, in, in, the, in the Spartan army against uh, hundreds of thousands or millions, however many it was in the Persian army and the stand that they made. And again, the thing I took away from this was not only the single-mindedness of the, the goal they were trying to achieve, which in this particular instance was to stop the advance of the Persian army. You know, it was the, it was the teamwork that they all focused on the same thing. So, you know, I think that's a great, um, great thing to remember if you run your own company or you manage staff in the role that you're in in your business. Uh, you know, if you that everybody pulling in the same direction is much more powerful than people operating against each other or with conflicting interests. So if you can align the goal of everybody working for you or with you, then you're going to be much more successful than if everybody's trying to. <coughs> Excuse me if everybody's trying to benefit themselves in some way. So that's something I really took away from that. That's really cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so that's really cool. So those are the things that I do when my day's not going particularly well. I'll sit down in the evening and watch an episode of something to kind of cheer myself up or, or let my mind wander free uh, and just focus on something else. <coughs> Other things I can do, you know, I enjoy walking, so occasionally I'll just get out in the middle of the day if I need to take snow with me, usually my dog, and we'll go out for, you know, a quick five minutes or ten minutes walk just around the block just to get some fresh air, get me out of the environment I'm in and kind of have a reset. So that really works for me as well. So give that a try if you're looking for something else. So that's the, one of the key questions. The One of the other questions that I get fairly frequently is, Am I happy all the time? And the answer is no, I am not. It would be lovely if I was, uh, but I'm not. But, uh, you know, even when you're not happy or you're not having the best day, you can always control how you react to it. And that's what I tell people, you know, I usually manage. I do a fairly good job. It's taken me a long time to get here. I certainly wasn't like this um, when I was younger. It's taken me a long time to get here to manage my reactions, to manage my emotions the way I do um, so that um, I can always be in control to my response to a situation. So like I say, even if I'm having a bad day, I can, I take control, I take um, ownership of my emotions and my feelings 
and manage those effectively. So instead of them ruining my day um, because I'm focusing on, on some negative that's happened, I try and reframe it in a positive way as in what have I learned from that experience? How do I avoid making that mistake again? That kind of thing. Um, which takes you away from that negative um, space. So no, certainly I am not happy <laughs> all the time. But uh, but even when I'm having a bad day, it's sometimes hard to tell uh, because of how I'm managing the how I react to scenarios. You know, um, one of the things it's actually my mum commented on this uh, yeah, yeah, whenever it was when I was back in the Lake District a couple of months ago. I actually had a flat tire. Uh, it was late in the evening, so I was struggling to get um, that sorted because my car didn't have a spare tire in it for some unknown reason. Um, so it doesn't have it, which is a, a bit of a pain. Uh, but um, I was, I was kind, of, and I've got AA cover, so I, I was planning on that. But it was going to be a couple of hours, um, and by that point, garages would have been closed. And I was over an hour from where I was staying in the Lake District. I had the dog in the car with me, a German, an angry German shepherd who doesn't really get on well with strangers. Uh, so it all added up to it could have been a fairly stressful thing. Uh, but I managed, I got it resolved. You know, I was phoned around instead of waiting for the AA. Uh, and that's not a criticism of the AA, by the way. They do a phenomenal job and they've got me out of a few binds before, which is really cool. But in this situation, the time frame that they were working to just wouldn't have worked for me. Um, so I kind of made the decision, look, it's getting late, so I'm going to get stuck. <clears throat> um, the, you know, they're going to end up driving me back to where I'm staying and leaving my car there and I'm going to be stuck and then I'm going to have to get somebody, pay somebody to recover me the next day and, and take time out of my trip. So I took control, again, took control of the situation. Right, I know I've got about an hour before my time runs out before garages start closing. So I just Googled all the, you know, I walked somewhere where I've got a signal. I Googled the local garages called around each of the garages right can you come and get me how how is it and i managed to get uh, myself sorted out uh, got my tire replaced and got back you know all before the aa would have got to me um you know and again it's uh, taking that bad situation and kind of taking control of it instead of panicking and losing um your thought trail and just focusing on those negatives it's like what do we need to do to get this fixed and actually it was my mother that was like wow uh, you know if that had happened to me i'd have been panicking i'd have had to phone several people you guys to help me out um, from you or your brother or, or dad or whoever it was to to help get that sorted because it would have been a panic moment. But, you know, so I think it's a really good um, example of how we resolve some of these things. So when things do go wrong, it's, you know, not focusing on those negative things. It's first of all, resolve working on how to resolve it. Um, second of all, how we avoid it happening again, if we can. And third of all, just taking the positives away from it. What have I learned and how do I, how do I manage that? Which is really cool. So, for example, the first time that I had that issue where I had a flat tire with my car um, a couple of years ago that didn't have a tire in it, I didn't have the number for my AA cover on me, so it was a nightmare. <coughs> Excuse me. So I've learned make sure that I've got my AA cover number in my phone wherever I go. So I've added it as a contact. So if I ever need it, I've got it easily accessible. So um, so I would love to be happy all the time, but unfortunately that's not the case. I don't think that's even possible. And in fact, I think that's a fairly impossible goal to be aiming for is re removing all negative things or um, all things that move us away from happiness. Um, that's going to be super challenging. So let's not aim for that, but let's try and focus on controlling our emotions when um, we do have those um, negative things happen to us. I was able to get out at the weekend to the Brecon Beacons with snow, which is awesome. We, we, you know, we go up there every now and again. Um, for some hiking which is really cool I've done some running up there as well it's an awesome environment just such a great 
um, great place to run, you know, nice and open, um, plenty of stuff to see and do. So whether you're in hills, the mountainous regions, uh, plenty of lakes and reservoirs to go around as well. Snow loves swimming in the lake, so um, pl- a lake is always a good thing for her. Um, you know, so um, it's always a great place and it's usually fairly quiet if you're off the, some of the main uh, tracks as well. Uh, which which is super nice so you can kind of get up there and, and have a, a good relax so i'm going to try and get up there a bit more um over the next um, six months or so do a bit more um hiking and some trekking up there uh, for some of my long runs uh for my training um in the hills etc so it's going to be great so um I, I got a load i had a new load of new kit that i wanted to try out as well um, so um, got some new backpacks so I could fit more in it so I can make sure I've got my waterproofs, uh, first aid kit, everything like that. And not only is that good to have the kit with me, um, but it's good for practicing carrying weight as well for when I'm doing my um, run in Mongolia and also my Peak District run later on next year as well. So I'll need to carry stuff for both of those events, which will be a lot lighter than what I carry on these hikes. Um, so it's great to get that practicing. I'm a firm believer of practicing harder than um, the actual event itself so practice hard so that you can um, the actual event is a lot easier and that's true whether you're practicing something in a work environment or or a physical you know training environment whatever it is I, I very much like working or training harder than you need to for the actual real thing because um, I find that helps massively from a psychological point of view when you're in the event yourself you, you know if you train in the worst possible conditions you'll rarely get those in the real event. And if you do, you've already trained in them anyway. So nine times out of 10, you've got better conditions in the final event um, than you trained in. Um, and for that one, you've already trained in those bad conditions. So it's no surprise and, and it's not going to knock your morale or your um, your consistency on the actual event itself, which is really cool. Um, so by carrying the extra weight, that I find that really helpful. Um, I also got some other new kit as well. I got um, the Alp Kit Brew Kit, uh, which is awesome, which I absolutely thoroughly recommend if you're into your outdoor gear um, and you're looking for some um, kit um, such as that. So the Alp Kit Brew Kit, so the company that makes it is called Alp Kit and the product is called Brew Kit. Um, it is what it says on the tin. It is a kit for making brews, so your cup of teas uh, and, and lightweight meals, etc. So it's like a, a mini camping stove. Um, which is really cool. Um, it's a lightweight camping stove. It attaches into a gas cylinder. You just screw it on, um, and then you put the kind of big mug, which is the vessel that you boil water in, on top of the stove. It all kind of connects together. Uh, and the cool thing about it, it packs up into one neat little package. Um, so you can put the gas, the, as long as you've got the little gas canister, they do different sizes, but the little gas canister fits inside the mug uh, for the brew kit. And then the, the stand and the, the stove itself fits inside the mug, and then the mug comes with the lid. So you can put the lid on there, put it in a little bag that it comes with uh, and put it in your bag so that it all stays in one place and you don't lose bits and bobs. It's really cool. It's nice and easy to set up. Like I say, you can boil water in it. I think it does up to a litre of water, so it's a fairly big mug. Um, so when I went out at the weekend, when we were up in the Brecon Beacons, um, I boiled, uh, I think it was 700 mils of water, something like that, and that I took with me, boiled it all up. I used, um, I think, 250 or 300 mil, whatever it was, to make a um, uh, a ready meal, which was the first time I tried one of those. So that was cool. Um, so it was like a freeze-dried meal, just need boiling water put in there for a few minutes. Um, so that was really good. So the water was used for that. And then the rest of it, I put in a new camping mug that I've got, um, and I had some tea. So I was able to um, boil the water. It took uh, three to four minutes to get boiling water. Uh, once the water was boiling, I poured it into the food 
um, let that sit. I think that needed six for six to eight minutes. So I let it have the full eight minutes while that was waiting to, to cook or heat up. What uh, Rehydrate is the correct term, I think. While that was rehydrating, I made my cup of tea and packed the brew kit away because it only took two or three minutes for it to cool down from boiling, uh, which was phenomenal. Packed that away, ate the meal, uh, and then I drank the cup of tea whilst I was walking, uh, while I was hiking on the way back, uh, which was awesome. So that worked out really well. So a phenomenal piece of kit. So if you're into your outdoor trekking or camping um it's a good piece of kit relatively cheap as well i think it was 39.99 or 35 pounds somewhere around there it was no more expensive than 40 quid i don't think direct from alp kit um and they sell the little gas canisters i think the little one was 2.99 i think um that's the one that fits inside it i also bought a bigger one that doesn't fit inside it but it's about three times the size i think that was 6.99 something like that so that's uh be slightly bigger maybe four or five times the size but the bigger one i've got one of those as well to try out um so yes, yeah, so I thoroughly recommend that kit. So that that was super, super cool um, to try some of that out. I've got some new waterproofs. I've got some new boots as well. Um, some hiking boots. I've got the new Salomon um, uh, Gore-Tex boots. Um, the new model of those, um, which I'm struggling to remember the name for. I can see them sat in the corner of the room in front of the radiator drying out from where I use them while they're drying now. Um, but they were drying out. Um, they're fully waterproof, which is awesome. It took me a little while, or it will take me a little while, I guess, to get used to wearing those. They're a lot bigger, um, uh, a little bit bulkier than my previous set. Not that I wore boots previously. I, I used to have walking uh, shoes rather than boots. Um, but I got the boots for the ankle support after my foot injury earlier in the year. Um, so they're a little bit... Um, kind of got got to get used to the extra support in my ankle so my ankles don't roll as much as they do when when you're walking over rocks or you know root tree roots etc i kind of used to rely on my ankles rolling slightly uh, which although helpful um, not necessarily helpful for healthy for the joints themselves um so the boots were really cool didn't let any water in uh, which was super awesome my last pair um, had started leaking uh, which was frustrating and left me with damp feet as well after a long walk so uh, much better so some really cool kit um, that I, I've been testing out um, ready for some of my longer events and some of my other uh, trips that I've got planned so really cool to, to have um, tried out a lot of that kit this weekend um, and again I think that goes back to you know um, trying new things and um, making sure we get into that continuous cycle of improvement you know um, if if I'm going walking regularly and my boots are leaking frequently, um, then why have the misery of going through that every time I have to dry your socks out, dry your feet off when you get home and leaving uh, the, uh, the the boots next to the radiator to dry the inside for a couple of days because they've got soaked on the inside as well. Um, that's that's a right pain. So um, so just buy 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 a new pair. Um, I did a lot of research before I bought. I'm a little bit sad, but I wanted to make sure I bought the right pair. So I looked at a whole load of reviews um, both you know kind of the amazon type reviews from individuals who bought them but from professional walking and running magazines and, and websites uh, looked at a lot of reviews to make sure i was getting the right kind of kit um, and so far um, fingers crossed everything looks like it's working as expected so my boots were certainly phenomenal um, they did really well so they're looking good so far the alp kit brew kit was phenomenal um, you know there was some other kit that was recommended but it was a lot more expensive and uh, like I said, I can't can't really beat the value, I think, on this one where it was um, so quick, you know, literally um, a minute to put it together, if that, um, and th three to four minutes to boil in water. And so so I'd eaten, um, eaten and drank my cup of tea um, within the 40 minutes after of sitting down to, to start it all. So 
um, you know, and that included getting back up to walk for 20 minutes to drink my cup of tea and having it packed away. So that was pretty awesome. Um, the food pouches were awesome as well. So I've got a whole host. I've got about 10 different pouches to try, um, a mixture of flavors and brands, um, just to see which ones are the best. The one I had, um, I can't remember the brand of it, but it was a chicken tikka and rice one, which was which was pretty good actually for a freeze dried meal. Couldn't complain. Um, they're, they're very pricey, but not that was not specific to the brand that I bought. They're just the meals in particular. They're quite pricey. I think they work out on average about seven quid each, something like that. So they're a little pricey, but actually. It made a difference, even when you're only out hiking for a few hours. Um, you know, you might take a sandwich with you or something like that um, to, to snack on as you go in, so that you've got a bit of energy or a chocolate bar, or flapjack, whatever. But it was actually quite nice to just sit down for ten minutes, have that break. That you, know, you know, sit down, give your feet a rest, have and have that um, something warm to eat instead of um, you know just eating as you're walking. Um, so it made it more enjoyable, and I'm sure that'll be the case as we get into the colder months as well as it starts to get colder a bit more. Um, I'm sure I'll make more use of that and uh, even more use of that and have that more frequently when I'm out on my long hikes and long walks. We won't do it on my runs, obviously. Uh, well, you could do, I guess I might do a couple of times when I get back up to my 20, 30 milers again that are taking five hours. It might be nice to stop um, halfway round and um, and have something warm to eat to stop for 20 minutes and have that break. Um, and then um, that'll help me practice the, with the weight as well. So um, I may well do that at some point. So um, you know, these are all things to take into consideration when you're when you're trying to achieve something, when you when you set yourself a goal, that's the best way to go about achieving those goals and making sure that we're trying the right things and doing the research so we get things right first time as much as we possibly can. You know, we're never going to be 100% successful at that, but um, we can we can try and cut down the mistakes that we make, uh, which is going to help us get to that life that we love. So um Hopefully that that helps helps you guys with with whatever you're doing as well. So it's just something um, to think about. So um, so yeah. So um, so that that was the trip to the Brecon Beacons. Uh, you know, like I say, it was a new area. I hadn't walked in that particular area of the Brecon's before. Um, we went to Talibont Reservoir, I think was its name. Um, so we we did a trek around there. Um, lovely lovely walk um, especially down the one side of the of the lake it was kind of a, a national trail so it was a wild trodden path um, the one side of it was a road so you couldn't actually walk along the majority of the lake on the one side of the reservoir on the one side um, so I probably wouldn't go back there uh, with snow again um, just because um, just the awkwardness of walking on the road um, just you know stopping every minute or so to let a car pass um, to tuck her into the side etc so um, I'd probably uh, try a different area, but it was still a lovely area to go to. Um, uh, um, so I'd probably return for a run there at some point in the future because the, the trails on down the one side were, were pretty good. Um, and that's the other thing is mixing things up a little bit as much as possible as well. You know, I, I tend to get bored doing the same thing over and over again. So I know that I have to do a lot of training for some of these events. Um, so I mix up where I go um, so that I'm not doing the same trails, the same routes every single time because that would bore me senseless. Um, so, I, again, it's about setting yourself up for success. If you find that you're that way inclined, make sure you mix things up a little bit, you know, and you can do that with everything you do. You know, if, if you find tasks boring, can you, can you listen to music while you're doing them? Um, can you have a TV show on the background like I do when I'm in the gym, like I mentioned earlier on? um that's a really good way of doing things what can you do to mix things up can you work from different locations maybe you're working from home over covid uh, over the covid period and you've kind of got into a routine that's a bit negative and a bit dull because you sat at the same desk at the same you know in your office or in your living room wherever um for a whole whole day every day 
um, which can be a bit dull. So can you now mix it up? Now things are um, opening back up again. Can you work from the office? Can you go and work from a coffee shop? Can you work from a colleague or friend's house? You know, um, mix that up a little bit to make it work for you as well. So uh, make sure that we're mixing things up to to get that success as well. So that's going to help us live that, that that life that we love, which is which is pretty awesome. The other thing um, that I'll just mention briefly is is it's key, and this again key to the success of this podcast has been recognizing when we're taking on too much. So, for example, we shifted to the two podcast episodes a week, um, which which worked for a while, but it was kind of untenable. It was an untenable position, you know, because it was um, too much um, recording time, etc., needed in a week, too much prep time um, for us to do a good job of that. So it's kind of reflecting on that and, and kind of right, we've taken on too much here. Let's wind that back and not being scared to wind it back. Sometimes, you know, again, you know, do that with running as well every now and again. Um, I think, oh, this is this. I've jumped my distances too much in one week. You know, maybe I ran 20 miles last week and I've upped it to 40 miles this week. And you're starting to feel it. And you've got to kind of recognize that we've ramped that up too fast or, you know, we, we've done something. Um that's not quite right and, and, and wind that back. Um, and, and that's learning from those mistakes. And, and it's not necessarily a mistake as such, it's just learning something new. Um, so you've got some new information available so you can remake that decision and make the decision that's right for you. So, we, you know, we've done that here on the podcast. I do that with my training uh, and with other things in my life as well. So that's super, super important as well. So if you can do that, then that's going to help you get to that uh, point of success. Um, a lot quicker as well because you can course correct and and remake decisions. If you know, I, I'm a big fan of um, make a decision and then make the decision right. I think it was Josh Hash, Josh Hatch, who said that originally. I think that's a, a really cool saying: make a decision and then make it right. A lot of people, you know, get stuck into the analysis of things, and and whilst that's important, you don't want ever want that to hold you back. You know, we've all got deadlines and timeframes that we need to work to. So if you can make a decision. And then if it's a, the wrong decision, you work to make that decision right um, as quick as possible, learn from it, you, you get some new information available to you, you reassess the situation um, and then move on, right? And, and hopefully get to that point that you're successful or get to that life that you love. Um, so having that ability to self-assess, we talk about that regularly here on the podcast, is super important. So when you when you realize that you've made a too big a leap, you can you can realize that, dial that back and make the necessary adjustments and also learn, right, what do I need to do to enable me to make that, to make that jump? So that brings us to the end of the podcast, which is nicely timed by Snow Barking in the background. She is ready for her walk. So uh, we're going to get off. We're going to um, head out. I'll see you all next week in the same time, same place. And let's live that life that we love. See you later, guys. Mm-hmm.